The million dollar question, how do entrepreneurs transition from self-employed to owning a business that turns a profit? My name is Chris Waters, and this podcast has the million dollar answer. Welcome to CEO Secrets. Well, Jason, welcome to CEO Secrets. Um, on, on this podcast, I want to just kind of dig into, um, you know, the, the secrets to what you've done to grow your YouTube following. Okay. okay. So when I um, looked at your very first video, which got 200,000, was that your first one where you talked about, you, you know, how much money you made in your first year? No, no. My, my first video was from a very, very long time ago. And, and it was shortly after I had became licensed and was starting to start or trying to work in this career. And I was in my car one day and I was extremely frustrated because I just felt like nothing was happening and things just weren't the way that people were saying that they were gonna be. And so I literally just like got really angry and hopped in my car and just hopped on the highway. And I was like, let me start recording a video, like just ranting. Um, so my first video was called like how much money real estate agents make. And it was literally about like this money thing is not what y'all think it is. It's, it's totally different. There's so many things to pay for and nobody's, you know, talking about this stuff. Everybody's just talking about like the commission on the house, but nobody told me about all the money I would have to pay out to even get licensed and get things going and the marketing materials. And then in addition to the commission, like nobody ever told me about fees that brokerages will charge on top of commissions. And so I was just, I was just frustrated. And so that was my first video. And it actually still did pretty well on YouTube. I mean, I think that one even is over 100,000 views on, on that. But that was where the journey kind of started for me. So you're, you're angry and frustrated at, at the business because, you know, your expectations aren't being met financially. And you make this video. And, like, I'm looking through your video and, and like, it doesn't look like you hired a professional videographer. You know, it's like there's not tons of video editing throughout the video. Um, but you know, the, the title is really good and the, um, the, you have like, you know, the little still image, um, before you put press play on the video, I thought that was really good. Um, is, is there anything else, you know, that you feel like, what, like, what are the, I don't know, did, is the title you put on there, is that where you started with and, or did you change it? Like, how does that clickbait piece of the equation play into all this? Yeah. So honestly, I've. I'm not a professional YouTuber, you know, and, and I don't feel like I've ever been a professional YouTuber, especially when I recorded and released that video. And so there, there wasn't a bunch of training. I didn't really know about the whole SEO thing or the thumbnails and all that kind of stuff. Um, now I have enhanced things as I've, as I've learned a little bit. And, and as I've read things and I've tried out all that kind of stuff, but I think truly what it came down to was just the authenticity of what I was saying in the video, you know? Um, and oftentimes, like even when I, even today, when I do these rant videos that I, that I just open up the camera, turn on the cam, I mean, turn on the record button and, and just go for it and upload it without doing anything, without editing it, 
they all do extremely well. Like they all do really well. So, you know, there's, there's some of that stuff that you can do to try to try to help you out or, or, or get you noticed. But at the end of the day, what I've come to find out is YouTube does their little tests behind the scenes. So YouTube kind of gives everybody a fair shot. It's just a lot of people, they don't know this, but let's just say I release a video today. YouTube may promote that video, let's say in a week from now. They may just show it to a bunch of people and see if people are going to do anything with it, see if they're going to watch it, see if they're going to keep watching it. And if they do that, then YouTube will push it up the ranks and promote it to, to more and more people. And so it really comes down to the content that you're putting out there. And if people are truly engaged in it or if they think that it's trash, you know, like you, you truly don't need a fancy thumbnail. You don't, you don't need to, to do clickbait. And, and as a matter of fact, like if people found out that I did clickbait, like, I mean, people, I've tried it before and they've said some really mean things and, you know, but then I've also had people tell me like, Chasey, you don't have to do this. Like you don't have to lure, lure us in by using, you know, these kind of photos or these kind of titles because your stuff is actually good. So I don't know. I don't, I don't really rely on that stuff too much. I like to just keep it authentic and let that grow the following. How often are you uploading a video to YouTube? Um, right now, between one and two times a week. So lately I've been doing more like day in the life videos. So just kind of behind the scenes of things that I'm doing. And I will do one of those a week and I'll also do, you know, kind of one of my educational videos um, one time a week. What have you learned about social media in terms of its ability to generate uh, buyer and seller uh, prospects for your business? Yeah, it's it's been really great. Um, I've, I've been able to close a good amount of deals from my YouTube channel, but the common thing that I see with people, for one, if, if you see my channel, I mean, most of my content is geared towards agents, you know, and I got so much crap um, about that, you know, why are you doing content for other agents and like why are you helping other agents like nobody could wrap their their head around it what i will say it has been tremendous and and it has been excellent for referrals i'm telling you i i probably get between two to three referrals good quality referrals a month just from other agents across the country seeing me as the only dallas real estate agent because i've Put myself out there you know and i tell people where i where i am so there's that aspect of it then on the other side there is the client who sees how i work you know especially in in these day in the life videos and they see me as a person so therefore they reach out to me wanting to work with me this is aside from any type of like um lead generation strategies or you know me trying to run any funnels for leads on any of these networks i'm literally just showing me working in my business i'm showing that i'm knowledgeable that i that i've been doing this for a while i'm showing that i have a team i'm showing me touring and that's the kind of stuff that's getting me clients versus trying to you know do a lot of the funnels and everything that people are teaching and just trying to get money from mm -hmm. you know so I'm, I'm, I'm seriously thinking that here in the near future, because the public is smart and everybody's attention spans 
are getting shorter and shorter. And it's, it's going to get saturated with all the videos on how to buy a house and, and um, how to get a mortgage and this and that, how to mow your lawn. You know, people are going to really wanting to, I mean, want to see more so of the reality of things, seeing how you work, seeing what you do, seeing if you're knowledgeable by what you're talking about versus just the same scripted thing that all the other real estate agents are talking about in their videos. What does your team look like? You, and you, you were, you started off as a full-time agent in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. And then what's, what's your business look like now and like how big's your team and all that kind of stuff? Sure. Um, there is nine sales agents on my team and we have about four or five staff. And so um, I just recently brought on a director of sales to kind of take charge of the sales agents and um, run with that. I'm leading more of a CEO model. So I'm building the team, you know, training you, providing all of the, the resources. I kind of took myself out of production to make this investment. Um, but I've been able to, you know, refer out all my deals to my team members, except ones that are just close friends and family and stuff like that. But we're, we're out here. I started the team um, about a year ago, just hit a year in, in May after I switched brokerages. So I started the, the team about a year ago and it's, it's definitely grown and it's been, it's been a lot of growing pains, but a lot of figuring things out, but we're, we're in a good place right now. We did, we did just in the last 12 months, we did um, 53 deals, and so we're on pace to hopefully hit 100 this year because I'm, I'm not trying to let anything stop us. No external circumstances stopping us, so, you know, but it's, it's moving. We just moved into a new office um, because we needed more space, and so definitely growing. It's awesome, man. Congrats. Thank you. Um, I have a group in Austin. Okay. Um, are you familiar with our brokerage in um, the podcast and all that stuff. I am not. No, it's okay. You wanna, that's, that's <laughs> I need to. I need to learn from you on how to do a better job. I, I think. I think you know. You're really onto something. You know. Like I have. I have spent. I don't know. Five to six million dollars on lead generation over the last ten years, and you know, just producing videos on social media with the expectation of it to go viral is damn near impossible like you can do it with paid ads but like creating predictability um, with organic content is very difficult and i think one of the challenges is you know when you when you do marketing or content creation specific to a geographic territory like you have a very micro audience that cares about it and so you're going to get crushed when youtube like shares your video with the world, you know what I mean? Like very few people are going to be interested in real estate in Dallas, Texas, because, you know, such a tiny microscopic percentage of people, like speaking from a macro level, you know, live in Dallas, you know, when you think about all of the people plugging into YouTube every day. And so the predictability of buyer and seller lead generation is very difficult. Like when you think about how to do it and generate lots and lots of um, business out of it. But on the referral side, it's, that's a very interesting point about how it can help you um, generate referrals. Do you, do you feel like it's just, it's, it's, you know, like as I look through your YouTube channel, you know, you had a video a year ago 
that got 262,000 views. And then two years ago, a video got that got 98,000 views. And then on average, your videos are getting somewhere between like 1,000 and 10,000, um, you know, consistently. Do you feel like you're still trying to figure out like what that secret recipe is to make a video get hundreds of thousands of hits consistently? Nope, I'm not. Or do you not even care? Nope, nope, because it's it's not about that view number for me. It's not about the subscriber number for me. Um, I I know what the power of this is when it was 10,000 subscribers, when it was 20,000 subscribers, you know, 5,500 subscribers. You know, I, I, I know what happens at, at all of those and there's basically no difference. I didn't, I didn't start getting an insane amount of referrals once it hit 20,000 views. Like, I'm, I, I mean, everything's been very consistent and I have been very consistent with my message and the content that I've been putting out there. I'm, I'm, I'm not chasing YouTube stardom. That's, that's not my, my goal with this, but I'm at a point now, even though it didn't start here, I'm at a point now where I feel like it is an obligation of mine to help other agents to put this content out there because I know that the agents are needing it. They're looking um, to me for advice and resources and to point them in different directions. I've gotten so many DMs and emails and even like people coming up to me in random cities just telling me how I've helped them along their journey somehow, you know? So for, for me now, it's, it's, it's not about trying to speak to the millions of people. It's, it's about trying to speak to that one or that two that either sends me a referral or it helps them out. Like I can't get obsessed with the view number because that would literally drive me crazy. Mm -hmm. And, and you have a coaching business called, um, how are you coaching? Yeah. How, how is that going? How many people are you working with across the country? Yeah, sure. Um, it's going well. We are at 97 people right now. Wow. That's pretty good. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. You know, um, people are definitely finding a lot of value in it and you know i'm doing probably on on average two or three new people a week so it's going in a great direction and you um, released um a book titled the real before the estate what i wish i knew before i started real estate yeah that's mine um yeah you know a book that that specific book was another way to um you know just share my journey and to just put some stuff out there and funny thing is, that's actually my second book. I released a first, I mean, I, I released my first book and it was one of those books that, you know, I was encouraged to, to write by somebody. They were like, oh yeah, this is the next lead generation strategy. And, and so I, I wrote this book and it was to help buyers and sellers. It was, it was, the goal of it was to get leads, you know, to get business and everything. Nobody freaking bought that book. Nobody, nobody bought the book. I spent so much time on it and energy, money, resources, and nobody bought it. Like I would bring it to my appointments and they're like, oh, okay. You know, it, it, it just wasn't a big deal. Now this one, the real before the estate, I mean, it's like some of the checks that I get from Amazon for it. I'm like, dang, how many did I sell last month? You know, because it's, it's been, it's been really good. And again, this book is truly me. It's, it's me talking about my journey. It's talking about that stuff that I've 
that I truly wish I knew. And then it's giving practical advice um, to where if, if, some, if someone is an agent, an aspiring agent, or even a client were to read that, they would know that, hey, this guy is the real deal. And like I even say in my videos, I'm not going to talk about anything or write anything that I haven't done before that I haven't experienced. I'm not going to sit there and talk, tell you how to sell a billion dollars in real estate if I haven't sold a billion dollars in real estate. You know, and so I just keep things true to myself. And I feel like that's what gets me further um, than, you know, trying to do what I think is going to work or make me go viral or get me the most leads. It's, it's always been wrong for me. What's what's your I didn't ask any of this. I kind of jumped right into it um, regarding the YouTube channel, which I'm, I'm sure a lot of people ask you about. What's your background? What were you doing previous to, prior to getting into real estate? just random stuff now i um i was kind of shortly after college which i didn't finish college but i i stopped going to school and then i decided to go after my real estate license and kind of ran out of money for that so i couldn't even continue the the courses even after and, and the way that i ran out of money was because i talked the school that i was going to into putting me on a payment plan and then I ran out of money and I couldn't even continue with the course. So um, after that happened, I, I was just working odd jobs. I mean, I worked at a gym where I was selling gym memberships. Then I worked at a cell phone store where I was selling cell phones and cell phone plans. Uh, I worked at Chuck E. Cheese's. I, <laughs> I, I was just doing random things. Um, but I've always you know, had that kind of entrepreneur hustler mentality. So I was always doing something on the side to where I was trying to bring in money, whether it was selling graphics or freaking selling clothes, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't nothing impressive. I didn't come from a big corporate background or any other businesses or anything like that. Are you, um, are, are you um, from Dallas? Is that where I'm you're not, from? No, okay. no. I was, I was born down in Houston, and in middle school, I moved over to Alpharetta, Georgia, which is a town a little north of Atlanta, yep. and lived there, went to high school out there, went to college out there, and then once I dropped out of real estate school and just worked around, then I decided to move to Dallas. So literally moved to Dallas with, I, I didn't know a street, a person, a anything about Dallas. And I said, this is where I'm going to do real estate. I didn't even, I mean, I was so naive to real estate. I didn't know about like markets. I didn't know that it was mostly relationship based and all that kind of stuff. I just knew in my head, I wanted to do real estate. And so I got here and got in real estate school for the second time online this time, finished my courses, took the tests and yeah, just became a realtor and was kind of like, now what? <laughs> but yeah. That's my journey. That's awesome. Did you um, did you hire a ghostwriter to write your books, or did you do it all on your own? And how did you publish? How did you do all? How did all that come about? Yeah. So no, didn't hire a ghostwriter. Um, one thing about me is I don't I don't like to spend money on a lot of things if I feel like I can do them myself and I have a good amount of time. But um, I didn't hire a ghostwriter. I did hire. Um, three editors. So like I had three people actually edit the book after I had written it. And I'm so glad I did that. So I did hire a couple of editors and um, they all gave me great feedback and different feedback. 
So once I had my final version, I used um, Amazon Publishing to actually get it published and everything. I did hire a artist to do the do the cover art and um, all of that good stuff. And yeah, since it took how long did it take you to write the book? Um, I would say all in all, it probably took like a whole year because I wasn't just I, I mean I wasn't like sitting down on a schedule every night like writing and everything like I'll write a chapter or two a few things like this month and then not anything for the next two months and then I would take some of my blog posts and I was like oh that was actually a really good blog post let me write about that and do it more and then I did the same thing for like videos I would transcribe a couple of my videos and I was like okay I recorded that like four years ago it's kind of different now like let me type out an updated version so I just you know brought it all together but it, it took about a year to get it done that's cool um what is like your big kind of big hairy audacious goal if you will with like where you want your business to go and like everything you're working on yeah man i'm trying to or we're going to do this um i want i want an office in every single state <laughs> like literally i want i want a branch of my team in every single state um i'm gonna i'm gonna start it by by regions and i definitely um can see it happening so that's the 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 big huge goal and um yeah that's where we're, we're working on we're just trying to master texas the next move and this is most likely going to happen this this year i'm just just in and out with my my lawyers and everything we're gonna we're gonna open up a, a space down in houston and then um one of either austin or san antonio but gonna figure that out um and then yeah go bring it on out <laughs> Who do you look up to and like, who are your mentors? Who are you coaching with? Who are you paying to learn from? Um, what does that, what part of, what does that look like in your universe? You know, um, I will say I, I've been blessed to have some, some great connections. I mean, amazing connections from CEOs of big billion dollar fortune 500 companies um, in sports and entertainment and, um, you know, just here in Dallas, I, I'm, I'm not a big guy that runs after like the real estate coaches because I'm always interested in outside perspectives and how other industries and companies are, are doing things. And that's where I tend to get a lot of my ideas and just strategies and and stuff like even marketing wise from um, other companies out there and I like to bring them into the real estate realm um, but but yeah I have a I have a good handful of people here in my in, in my Rolodex that 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 have been tremendous in you know offering me advice and and support when when I need it um, I do love it if I, if I was to just put a pin on like a specific real estate coach or, or process or things like that, I do like this guy, his name is Rick Ruby. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of him, but he's with Decor Training. And he's just a, a big non-BS kind of guy and just tells it like it is. And, you know, I appreciate the 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 model for the business that that he set 
you know, because it is just more relationship based and carrying those relationships. And um, I've been really, really, truly blessed to um, have some awesome relationships with not only people here in Dallas, but nationwide. Well, international nowadays. It's <laughs> great, man. Yeah, man, it's really. I mean, it's it's pretty awesome what um, you've been able to do um, from you know from a content generation perspective. I mean, you've you've done all this on your own, and no ghostwriters don't have a background in journalism. Um, you know, you you. Um, I mean, it's just man, it's amazing. Like the power of grit and hustle, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, anything's possible with some grit and hustle. Yeah, you know, I, I'll, I'll say I, I am just now, probably like end of 2019 and here in 2020, like I am just now at that point where um, I'm starting to leverage the experts more and, you know, um, hire people for specific things because I was always that do-it-yourself person like I was the do-it-yourself accountant I was the do-it-yourself like I'll figure it out on legal zoom I was you know I, I was just everything just myself and then as things started growing and um you know just taking my business to different places not only the real estate business but the coaching business and um, other partnerships that I have out there like I, I felt like I finally got to a point where I was like all right like this is this is this is getting a lot bigger and it's and it's and it's probably a lot safer if i start bringing in experts for for things but up until then like you know like even with the book i didn't i didn't have just just this big grandiose plan of like oh i want to be in barnes and noble and i want to go on this huge book tour and and, and just do all of this like i want to be new york times bestseller it wasn't that it was it was like man I just really got to like get this out and I realized that not everybody watches videos. So I'm going to put a lot of this stuff in book form and get those people because people need to hear this, you know, and it was people reaching out to me too. Like, Hey, do you, do you have a book? And then like just recently people like podcasts have exploded. So people are reaching out to me. Like, do you have a podcast? I just started a podcast like a month ago. I just did it, you know, and, and I'm not a professional or expert or anything, but I just started a podcast because people reached out to me thinking that I should do it. But again, I'm not a, a professional, you know, social media content creation person. I'm just, I'm just documenting, you know, and I'm just sharing. And that's how Gary it's Vee, that's what Gary Vee says, right? Yeah, like literally, yeah. Because, because it's so true. Like I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't have the plan and, and I can hire an expert for this. Like I, I didn't think when I made my first video, I didn't, I wasn't doing it to become a content creator or anything like that. I didn't even think anybody was going to watch it. And I uploaded a video or two and left my channel for like months. Then I came back and there was comments and views and I was like wait who are these people you know like looking through it's like see if I actually knew them like are these my friends and I realized like I didn't know these people and they were asking questions and so I was like okay well let me record a video answering that question and then it started happening more and more and then here we go a year down the line you know YouTube is writing to me hey we can pay you money for this and so show me how to turn on the monetization and and then the checks started coming in and I was like all right 
like I guess I can, you know, but even today, like I use a free program to edit my movies. I don't, I don't, I don't even have a big, you know, I'm not using Final Cut Pro or any of those things out there. I'm still doing a lot just on my phone, literally filming because this is a freaking $1,200 phone. I mean, it's a great camera, you know? Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't take all of that. It just takes the right content. Yeah, man, it's, it's, um, I think it's so easy to like overcomplicate everything, right? It's like, yeah. it's super, it's, it's easy. It's so easy to overcomplicate. It's interesting, like you didn't, you didn't really have like an end goal, like, which I find kind of surprising because you're a very results oriented type of person. Like, and you're, you know, and you've, you've told me your, your trajectory of like, you know, from hustling, selling t-shirts to, I worked at a cell phone store too, by the way, um, selling cell phones yeah. um, when I was younger. And, and, but like, it's kind of interesting, like you didn't have like an end goal. Like it wasn't your goal to be like a YouTube star, like the book, it wasn't to like go on tour and sell books all over the country. I mean, there has to be, come on, there has to be something like what, no, I mean, gotta be some, some internal desire. No, my desire is at the end of the day, being able to say that I did it. You know, it's like, it's like the goal of hiking up a mountain, you know, okay, you can go and hike up that tall mountain. What's going to happen after? Nothing. Like, I mean, you're going to, you're going to feel good about yourself knowing that you did it and you accomplished this goal. And that's what it's been for me. Like, that's what it was for the book. I'm going to do a book and let me finish this book. And now I have a book, you know, that, that was, that was the goal right there. I mean, I, I can I can make it a, to be you know X Y and Z and I probably have to like hire a PR company and a marketing company to like market the book and you know hire somebody to put up a, a book tour and all this kind of stuff like I could do all of that if that's what the plan was but the plan for me was accomplishing this task of writing the book and getting it published and once I did it it was like ah I did it okay on to the next one you know or on to the next thing. So again, it's, it's, it wasn't all of that. Now with my real estate team, you know, I do have goals for that. I have production goals. I have income goals. I have expansion goals. Yeah, that's a full on business. But like some of these other things, as far as the content goes, as far as the books go, like it's feeding my, just my personal desires to want to have a book or want to have a YouTube channel or, you know, like I even did like a little t-shirt line that some people bought the actual shirts and, you know, I have a bunch of them because I literally wanted to have a t-shirt line, you know? I mean, it wasn't to even make that like a big business. I just wanted to have a shirt that I could say, oh yeah, it's my line, you know? <laughs> like that was the goal for me. Yeah. Yeah. Got it, man. <laughs> You know, it reminds me of like when you go through sales training, you know, they teach you to just just focus on like the activities, like the um, the leading activities that drive results and like the actual closing or commission check is a lagging indicator. And you have to like disconnect from that and just focus on like the thing right in front of you. And so it's it's kind of like you indirectly set yourself up for success by disconnecting from the outcome and just focusing on the activities of like pushing out content and just like trying to provide something that would help others. Yeah, and, and it's important to know that 
in my mind and with everything that I do, I'm not going to like halfway do it. You know, if I'm going to do a book, I'm going to release a book and I'm going to do it from start to finish. It, it's it's going to be good. You know, if I'm if I'm going to do a series on YouTube or if I'm going to do a podcast, I'm going I'm going to, to do it and, I, and I'm going to do it right. Um, but for instance, if if my goal with my YouTube channel was to generate X amount of leads or to have a, a million subscribers or to do this and that, I probably would have given up a long time ago. Just just seeing how slow this stuff happens and how you can't really even predict these results. And, you know, there's no secret magic formula. I mean, yeah, there are strategies, but, you know, these are search engines that we're working with. I, I probably would have given up a long time ago. I probably would have said, okay, it's not happening. I've been at this for four years. I've been doing this and I haven't hit a million subscribers yet. So, like, why not? Why am I even doing it? You know, but that wasn't it for me. Like, I guess I, I kind of found a different goal in doing this where now the goal is to um, help my peers and communities, but I can't attach that to, you know, a subscriber or a view number or anything like that, even a lead, you know? Have you tried doing paid ads to grow your, you know, your audience, if you will? Mm-mm. I interviewed Colton Lindsay and I know you were, I think he was, you were on his podcast mm-hmm. and um, he was telling me that the, um, you know, the only way to really grow a big audience these days is through paid ads, like Ty Lopez style, because like, if you didn't start on the, I, I, I want to ask you this. So Colton made this, he said last week on the podcast, he said that, um, if you weren't generating content like five, six, seven years ago, um, it's highly unlikely you're going to ever build up a really big following in any relatively, you know, you know, I don't want to say short amount of time, but like, you know, in like 12, 24, 36 month timeline, like, you know, the only way you're going to build up a big audience in that timeline is through paid ads. Cause like, if you weren't doing it seven plus years ago, like just not going to happen for you. Um, for you now, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to disagree with with Colton on that because I've I've seen it happen in front of my eyes. You know, YouTubers come out and and just kind of put out content, and you know, yeah, of course, paid ads can can give you that that boost and everything, but I I do still think you can organically grow a following. Are you running paid ads to generate buyers and sellers on YouTube? Mm-hmm. No. And I heard you use the word funnel earlier. Are you a ClickFunnels um, member? No, I'm not ClickFunnels. I, I could never get with ClickFunnels, but I've, I've used similar softwares out there. Um, right now, I'm, I'm using Kajabi, um, but I've used like Infusionsoft and um, a few other active campaign and things like that. But I don't know, like ClickFunnels just, it just didn't mesh with me for some reason. Just that particular software. I mean, I, I fully understand the, the, the whole funnel thing and yeah, they have it figured out and everything, but just me personally, I don't know. Maybe it was just too easy to use and I need like 
mental stimulation in, you know. <laughs> so. What are you using in terms of like lead generation systems in your real estate business? Um, we do a lot of just like personal interaction leads, I guess you could say like just with our um, sphere. So we are big on collecting referrals. And so here locally, well, I'll just start like here in the office. Every single day, we have something called Power Hour where it's two hours, the whole office, we're just calling. Um, the listing agents are calling for sell by owners and expires and um, buyers agents are calling like open house leads, any leads that have come in through our website or realtor.com or any of those other sources. And then our personal networks, um, something we do as a team, we do a lot of events. So we do, um, First time home buyer seminars, which we actually have one tonight, no, tomorrow night virtually. Um, but we normally have those in, in person. We do first time home buyer seminars, we do education classes. So um, these are mostly for our past clients where we invite them to our education classes. We do homeowner orientation. So every quarter, um, all of our buyers who have purchased in the last quarter, we invite them to a homeowner orientation where we have um, different like vendors come in, lawn care companies, roofers, stuff like that, and just kind of tell like how to take care of certain things. But so we do that orientation for our buyers. And then we have client appreciation events every quarter. And then we have a big event at the end of the year. Monthly, well, every other month we do a mail out to all of our past clients. So we mail out gifts. We have our newsletter that goes out through email. Um, I email like a letter of the heart, which is kind of like a just big CEO letter, just telling about the team and um, offering just inspiration. But our our biggest thing, like I don't I don't even really count internet leads on my team, and I don't even preach this in my um, coaching because ours is I mean pretty much 95% of our business comes in just from relationships, from referrals, from our events and everything like that. You know, what I have found is um, that's, it's a real, that's a really great strategy to get like higher price point type clients through relationships versus spending money on Google and Facebook and generating leads through third party portals. Um, you have some, you know, you can have some control over that, over the um, price points when you run pay-per-click campaigns and things like that. But, um, you know, converting higher end clientele, like via internet lead generation, for example, is more difficult because typically they want to work with like a trusted referral, right? So yeah. do you find that you guys are at a higher average sales price, um, your, your clientele? Um not well some of us are but some of us aren't like i i get in more higher price referrals and and everything the biggest thing that i that i think that it's done is it's provided a, a very consistent flow of business um so you know we're we're not just kind of sitting around for i don't know somebody to get on google or a website and you know, hoping that they pick up the phone. The quality of our business tends to be a lot better. Um, but we work with with all price points. There's agents on the team though that that do you know, they may they may do like mid, like half a million will will probably be their like highest price point. Um, and then there's some agents on the team that are below a hundred thousand. You know, as far as price point. But so it's a good mix. 
but you know this is a a long play and so i I, I often encourage any new agents who are here starting on the team or, or we, we put them through a full on like four week kind of apprenticeship slash training because a lot of what we do is based on like that relationship. We teach them how to become like professional networkers, um, how to organically bring this stuff up in conversations. And, and you know, we set the expectation that, hey, it takes a while to build a relationship and, but you know, you're gonna, I mean, this is going to be a long play. So just be prepared for it. But they're able to, to see like when it starts going, it really goes and, and there's a consistent flow, but it really comes down to that, to that power hour every day. This is, this has been um, a really insightful episode. Thank you for coming on CEO secrets. Um, you shared some amazing nuggets with us on the, the power of growing a business through relationships, events, and um, interacting with people, you know, face to face versus, um, you know, some of the other methods like paying for leads, you know, um, and, you know, it's great to hear from somebody that's got 250 plus thousand views on one video that's in the real estate industry um, say that it's not too late to start growing a following on YouTube. Um, and uh, so, yeah, this has been really great. If you're ever in Austin, Texas, be sure to um, hit me up and I'll have to send you a copy of my book as well. For sure. I love that. Yeah. I've never been to Austin, so <laughs> I got to make my way there. Absolutely, man. Well, I'll show you around if you come down here. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks again for being on CEO Secrets. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Want more CEO Secrets? If so, you can get a free copy of my book, The Million Dollar Real Estate Team at www.themilliondollarrealestateteam.com for free. Inside this book, you'll find my top secrets that we've used to net $1 million in just three years.